this guy is nuts. Is he really making daily recordings of his possible divorce and releasing it as a podcast? They both cheated on each other? She's making six figures and still doesn't contribute to any joint endeavors financially? Why is she still with him? Why is he still with her? I can't wait for the next episode. This helped me be a better wife. So this is how men think. I hate my husband less now. I understand my wife more now. These are some of the listener comments to the Divorce Diaries podcast. All over the map, I know. These anonymous accounts of events should resonate with anyone that has been married, is married, or is preparing for marriage and helps couples avoid pitfalls as they might prepare for marriage. Entire seasons are released on Patreon weeks before anywhere else at Divorce Diaries Podcast Patreon page. Link in description. Now for today's episode. September 21st, Divorce Diaries. Uh, we have we had an interesting day today. Um, I managed to really continue the experiment of treating my wife like a one-year-old, and I think today went with some success. Before I left to record this, and it's almost 8:30 at night. Before I left for my walk to record this, she told me to come here, and she grabbed me and she kissed me a couple of times because I did some one-year-old stuff with her throughout the entire day. And I even managed to have a serious conversation, but I kept the one-year-old in frame. I kept the one-year-old actions at the front of my mind. So here's here's what happened. Uh, this morning, actually before, I, before she left, she was getting ready. Like I said, just started a new job, so she's getting ready and she's running around the house. And um, I'm pretending like I'm asleep in the bed used to a long time ago she used to come over and she used to give me a kiss every day even though i was sleeping before she left okay good thing nice things whatever but that's what she used to do and she did that this morning because like i said i've been trying to just continue to treat her like a one-year-old do not hold her accountable hold the one hold you i hold my wife to the same level of accountability and ownership as you would a one-year-old which is virtually none and it's because the one-year-old can't really understand what they should do what they shouldn't do um how their actions may be hurting things or something like that so that's what i'm doing so today before she left she gave me a kiss that's one thing and i played playfully just like a one-year-old if the one-year-old's trying to sneak up sneak up on you and you can hear the one-year-old the one-year-old's like like they're just i'm gonna scare you it's like okay scare daddy and then you sit there you can hear their footsteps they trip and fall over a pillow they they cry a little they make they breathe hard (laughs) and you still act like you don't know where they are you act like you didn't hear a thing they're one year old you don't hear anything and then they sneak up behind you loud footsteps and all and they say boo and you say oh you scared me oh where did you come from and you grab them and you pick them up and you're like where'd you come from the one-year-old just doesn't have a concept of sound it doesn't have a concept of you understanding sound and that there's no way in fucking hell that they fucking scared you because they were loud as shit stupid one-year-olds but that's what you do because they're one 
she kissed me and I, and I grabbed her as she was walking away and I kissed her back. I just want to see how this is going. Just, you know, continue to be the person that holds your wife accountable. She gets mad. Continue being the person that tells your wife she did something wrong when she does something wrong. Ask your wife to split something with you. Ask your wife to be equitable. All of those things that require a mature outlook, perspective, and agreement that they will uphold. Watch how bad your marriage goes. But be the person that continues to praise your wife when she deserves nothing. Don't tell her that she was wrong when she was dead wrong. And take everything on the chin and clean up clean up after them all the time and watch how your wife acts much better toward you because you're not making her feel bad. And my wife does a lot of really bad things and we're going to get to that. The day we sort of chatted a little bit at work in the online thing that we have to, that keeps us connected. So we chatted a little bit as time went by throughout the day, you know, just kind of came home, nothing big. Nothing bad, nothing big, nothing good, but just nothing. And that's what you want. You want days that are full of nothing burgers, no conflict and maybe no good things. But to them, the no conflict, or to my wife anyway, the no conflict is really good. And to me, it's good too. Do we still have the same problems? Yeah, I just had to reframe my perspective on all the problems that we have and understand that they are mine alone to solve. I no longer look at it like, oh, it's it's she and I going to solve these problems together. I don't do that. So we uh, when I got home, because she she told me, um, like I said, she's just continuing to gain weight, just so much weight. And I used to say that dumbass accountable thing that you would say to another adult, especially after she says, oh, I really want to and need to lose weight. I'm going to go back on this bulk cooking thing. I'm going to do a paleo thing. I think I might try keto. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to. And that's what she is. She's an I'm going to person. So she does this. And uh, she doesn't stick to anything. She spends hours on her phone or her iPad playing games. She stuffs Nutella in her face when she feels bad about how the day went. I missed the gym. Oh, I didn't go out and run today. Oh, I have an assignment due for school. Oh, I have a lot of debt. Well, I'll just have a little bit of Nutella. I mean, it makes me feel good. So she does that, okay? So that not going to the gym, that has you a little bit bigger. The fact that you haven't been bulk cooking and pre-paring your meals, pre-preparing your meals, um, so that you can plan for success versus, oh, geez, I don't have anything. I guess I'll go to Chick-fil-A. Oh, I don't have anything. I guess I'll go to, yep. It's always, you'll, you'll just go somewhere. You'll just always end up going somewhere and being taken away um, by life. Oh, geez, I didn't know 11 o'clock today would come. Oh, yeah, you did. You knew 11 o'clock would come. 11 o'clock comes every day. And... When 11 o'clock comes, that's lunchtime. And that time comes every single day. So you could make yourself a sandwich before you leave the house. You could prepare a salad before you leave the house. You could prepare several salads for the week or several rice and chicken meals for the week. 
you did spend all that money on those 48 Tupperwares you stuffed in the house for bulk cooking. You've done all the work, but you don't apply it. Okay. Boy, you spent a lot of money. Well, you're in debt and you brought those Tupperwares on credit. So it a master debt, but you bought them on credit so that you could save money on the lunches because every time you go to Chick-fil-A, you spend 11 bucks. But the Tupperware is only 20. So once you do that, all you need to do is buy the food and everything's okay. You're going to be in the net positive. You're going to save so much money and time and gas leaving your job, going to the Chick-fil-A. But oh, Chick-fil-A also gets old. So my wife goes to Starbucks also. Okay, I'll just get one of their lunch sandwiches. Okay, so you go to Chick-fil-A and she's so knowledgeable with fitness. I mean, fitness and diet. And if there's a person that I'm asking like, hey, what should I do about these macros and these micros and my protein count and this and that and number of hours of cardio that I do versus, you know, whatever. She is my go-to. Seriously, this is, this is my diary. My diary has nothing but honesty in it. I praise, um, thank goodness for her with some of the things that she can show me, but she doesn't apply them for herself or she can't consistently continue to apply them to her own life based on how she's feeling emotionally. When she's feeling like emotional shit, she'll eat horribly. And then she's really fat. And then, but she also has a really, she's also really talented because she's one of those really committed people um, that can, once a habit is cemented in place, she just boom, 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 goes through it. And she, I've seen her lose weight like really fast. I'm like, Jesus, how the fuck do you do? Gosh. And I, and everything's so stubborn on me because I'm so, I'm so religious with things and they don't stop. So I kind of tweak. So I've hit a lot of plateaus in my fitness journey, but she'll go get really fat. She'll get really skinny. She'll get really fat. She'll lose some more and she'll get fat again, whatever. And it's all like habit based bullshit with her. And, uh, I just kind of, once I got home, just kind of took her out and I said, uh, Hey, you want to go for a walk? And I was actually surprised because she was like, sure. Cause she, she comes home. She makes her, she just stuffs her face with something, some Nutella, some sandwiches, some bullshit, some horrible carbs and lots of sugar, a lot of bullshit. Then she puts on pajamas and she just sits there and she plays Candy Crush or whatever the fucking game is on her phone. She'll fucking play that shit. And then she'll, and then she'll, and, and she'll put on her pajamas and just sit there and she won't get up until I get home. And then it's like, or that, like I said, until she, she's supposed to be handling the PM and the dinner, she won't get up and, and text me. Oh, uh, it's five 45. Uh, got any plans for dinner? That's what the fuck you're supposed to do. That's why I go in late. Cause I handle the morning with the kids and you come home early so you can handle the afternoon with the kids and dinner. Remember the agreement, but she doesn't remember the agreement. And I, like an idiot, did not teach her, tr not teach her. I did not treat her like a one-year-old in the past. In the past, I taught her like my mature adult equal. And I said, hey, you're supposed to make the dinner. So what happened? Ugh, I'm just asking you if you have a preference for dinner. Well, no, I... I I don't have a preference for dinner. My mind literally was not thinking about dinner because dinner is something that you are supposed to take care of. Well, excuse me for just wanting to find out what you wanted. I mean, I don't know what's in the house and she'll always say that. I don't know what's in the house. I don't know what's down in our basement refrigerator. I don't know what's up here. And I'm like, why don't you just go and look? 
<sighs> Never mind. I don't know why I fucking called. You fucking called. That's what I'm thinking. And sometimes I used to say it because, like I said, I thought I was talking to my mature equal. You called me because you didn't take care of your responsibilities and you wanted me to do it. You were supposed to come home at three o'clock, help the kids with their homework, figure out and plan dinner and knock that out. That's what you were supposed to do. Dinner was supposed to be thought of and planned and beginning to or completely executed by five o'clock. That's what you were supposed to do. But even if you did it by 5.30, six o'clock, doesn't matter. The one thing you're not supposed to do is ask me what I want for dinner. Really meaning, hey, what should I do for dinner? And I used to fall for that as well. Hey, what? What should I do for dinner? I would then talk to what I thought was my mature equal. Oh, you, I mean, I mean, well, I mean, I guess if you really want to know, because I was a dumb fuck and I was taken like, oh, she's asking me a question because she wants the answer. I was stupid as shit. Oh, um, you just, you can make some uh, spaghetti. That, I, I know that's there. Ugh. I don't feel like, like, I mean, meatballs. I mean, it'll have to be meatless and, uh, uh, Okay, well then, I mean, I mean, there's bread and there's probably sandwiches, and I think we have some cans of soup, so we could kind of have soup and sandwiches. <sighs> Gosh, I, don't, I hate making the sandwiches like the mayonnaise gets on my fingers, and uh, uh, uh. it's always this fucking. Okay, well, geez, I mean, well, I mean, I guess you could order something. I'm not trying to spend that money. Fine, fine, fine. I'll just order something. I mean, what do you want? What, what do you want me to order? From, I mean, from where? Okay, it's like you're getting mad at me. And then I'd say something even dumber. What are you, why are you getting mad at me? You were supposed to handle dinner. So now I did what you should not do with a one-year-old. I tried to hold her accountable and I tried to remind her of something that she said that she would do. I tried to remind her of the agreement that was set between the two mature equal adults. Again, I'm a dumb fuck that was not how I should have handled that. She never, she had as much of an intention of keeping that quote unquote promise as a one-year-old would. If I said, hey, one-year-old, like, I'll see you back here tomorrow, same time, okay? Meet me out back at 6 p.m. Do you understand? One-year-old will look at me, maybe they'll even smile, they'll nod, <laughs> they'll laugh and they'll run off. I'll get to the backyard, back porch, wherever, at 5.57, and I'm waiting. I'm waiting. What? Am I fucking waiting for the one-year-old to turn the corner with a hard pivot, check his watch, throw it back in his vest pocket as he sachets with his fucking briefcase or satchel and says, Oh, hey. Oh, you're early, mate. Good to see ya. No fucking way, because he's fucking one. He doesn't even have a watch. He doesn't understand time. So how the fuck is the one-year-old going to accurately be able to meet me at the same time tomorrow behind the house? He's like, behind the house? What the fuck? Is that a prepositional phrase? I don't know what the fuck that is. Behind the house? Oh, I know we live in a house. Do we live in a What's a house? Is that this rug? Like, what the fuck? The one-year-old doesn't know shit. So why the fuck would I try to make an appointment at a location at a time with a one-year-old. Remember, 
things will go better. That's what I have to tell myself when I treat my wife like a one-year-old. Don't make any agreements with her. Don't make any arrangements with her. Don't try to keep my wife, um, try to keep her in the loop because the one-year-old is going to want to know, like, what's going on here? They'll say it in sort of a tirade. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm making dinner. Oh, and I'll walk away. What's going on here? It's like nothing, just watching the game. Or won't you go watch a movie with me? Or you're one, you're a one-year-old. Give me five minutes. Oh, that's a lie. You don't want to lie to a one-year-old because that's immature too. Just say, I'm going to stay here and finish. You're going to pout, okay? But don't worry. The one-year-old's mad, but the one-year-old will forget. They'll forget very quickly because they have the attention span of a fucking one-year-old and that's how my wife is. So she doesn't remember, she doesn't even realize that I'm doing this fucking very intelligent, very accurate, and very asinine experiment of treating her like a one-year-old. There is no critique, no accountability, no ownership I'm looking for from her. So things are going well. She's just walking through life blissfully, whatever. And I'm just telling her what to do and doing things like, I'm like, hey, I come home, like, hey, want to take a walk? I didn't say any, it was, there was no tone. There was no like, hey, I got something serious to talk to you about. Let's, um, let's go for a walk and talk. It's like, oh shit. You know, you get that, oh shit, you'll tighten up, right? Sphincter, you'll tighten. So, but when you're one like that, it's like, hey, want to go for a walk? I just said, hey, you know, want to go for a walk? It was, because she had to put on clothes. She had to actually put in effort. And, oh, man, sure. I started off talking about a couple different things. And then I talked about, um, I didn't even um, talk. She's been complaining a lot about her weight. Because today she said, oh, I got to go. I got a problem in our little chat thing. Well, what's your problem? Well, my problem is, like, I got to go to Old Navy or Gap or something like that. And I got to rewards card for that place and she's like uh, i'm like oh man i just said what's your problem question mark my clothes because she'd been saying that she'd been putting on her clothes from last year after she already did an overhaul and she got rid of all of her clothes when she was a much smaller size so she could get a bunch so she could get a bunch more clothes because she had gotten so fat then now recently she can't fit the clothes that she got because she got so fat now she's she said i gotta go to these places i need some blouses because i can't fit those anymore they're squeezing my arms and i can't button them in the front i don't have any clothes i can wear because her emotions she's allowed herself to get that big and in the past hey you still want to go to the gym hey you want to like hang out um you want to you want to walk to this place i mean i know you said you're trying to work out and you know um hey i I wouldn't mind springing for those running shoes for you back when i was being a dumbass a fucking simp fucking trying to i'm like instead of just saying like no this is the fucking standard and it's like it's not like i'm trying to be like a super dick or anything to my wife because i'm not i'm not trying to be a dick but it's like every time i like allow the any flexibility in my I don't know if it's this is my diary and I'm just trying to figure out what the fuck to say I don't know if it's flexibility in my perspective in my softness in my um 
I mean, I've, I've, I've no idea. It's just when I allow her leeway or allow her to think, here it is. When I allow her to think that this poor path she's about to take is going to be acceptable for me, that's probably where I mess up. When she says, this is live, like now, this is me really just thinking through this. When she says, yeah, I'm thinking of, um, I'm thinking of buying, buying that car that I, that I can't afford. And I could say something like, which I did not do in the past or no, 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 no. Let's just stay with the car. Oh, I want a new car. And in the past, what I would do was not treat her like a one-year-old and I would treat her like my mature equal. And she would say, I would want a car and I would think immediately, okay, we are now going to make a plan to get her a car because she wants one. So in, in there's some weird perversion in that statement. First off, she she declared something she wanted, but she just said it in the air. Just, I want a new car. And my response should be to one-year-old. If this is, oh, this is a mature thing, but you're one. What kind of car do you want? I want a Honda Accord. Okay, cool. Then don't say another fucking word. Because then the one-year-old has to stretch. And maybe they won't be one anymore. Maybe they'll say something like, Yeah, I don't know that I can afford it, though. Or I could prompt that question to the one-year-old because they're one. And they're not thinking about money. Just like the one-year-old doesn't know anything about time and meeting me behind the house at 6 o'clock. Oh, man, wow. Man, that car's a pretty penny. Are you going to buy new or used to save some money. That doesn't insert me in anything. That doesn't make me a part of the solutions group for her, which like most dumb men and dumb husbands do, we tend to say, oh, you're gonna, oh, you want a new car? Oh man, okay, cool. Um, I hear that Ford's got 0% on a Fusion after she said she wanted an Accord. Oh, I want a Honda Accord. Oh yeah, but Ford's got, um, so immediately I just took control like a dick in her eyes. Anyway, I mean, it's a great fucking suggestion. The Ford fusion is a good fucking car. The Ford fusion Ford does have fucking 0% interest. So you should probably buy the Ford fusion for two to three grand less than the fucking accord, or you should buy them for the same price with the fusion. You'll get the titanium level versus the accord. You won't get there as highest in, and it'll be like three to five grand, maybe cheaper. And they've got 0%. Honda doesn't. They've got 2% or something if it's on her credit. So I'm trying to offer up these new things that she wanted. But that's a fight that I'm having with my wife. And I don't need to. I could just leave the balls in her court at all times. Oh, you're going to get a new car. Oh, okay. Cool. Oh, a Honda Accord? Wow. Those are pretty pricey. It's just a statement about the Accord, not her. Not like I used to, like a dumb fuck. Why would you spend that money on that car? That's me calling her judgment into into question, her perspective into question, her money into question. I'm judging like I know what her financial situation totally is and I have the full picture. She could have been saving up for one and being responsible, but I just shitted all over that as a bad husband. And I said, hey, what the fuck? Like, 
go get the Fusion. And I'm, I don't, I don't like the Ford Fusion. Oh, well, you don't like it. I mean, uh, I mean, it's good looking enough. And you know, how much money do you have to spend? Then I'm all, then I'm given 20 questions. And I'm talking about my preferences on the Ford Fusion. And that's a very, very, very different approach. No. Treat her like a human being and a a one-year-old, to be fair, in my experiment that I'm learning, a one-year-old is allowed to grow into a two-year-old, three-year-old, and so forth. You don't talk to a one-year-old like they are a two-year-old or you don't try to rush them to being a seven-year-old which is what a lot which is what i used to do full disclosure and what a lot of dumb husbands can do they go trying to solve problems they go trying to present new problems that my wife was not thinking about and if she was allowed quote-unquote allowed to just oh sure but i just presented her with the to go and buy the accord but i just presented her with the wow you're going to buy new or you're going to buy used. Those new ones are pretty expensive. And I hear people can save money buying used. What are you going to do? Totally on her. What are you going to do? Wow, a car? That's great. What are you going to do? New or used? My little one-year-old, what are you going to do? That's it. Then she's, huh, I don't know. New or used? Maybe I'll go to the website and look. Oh, okay. That's it. That's- Sorry, we have some technical difficulties on that last recording. Um, kind of cut off, but yeah, the part that I left off on is just it's, you're you're very you're speaking very warmly to her, just like a one year old. What are you gonna do? And they're like, I don't know. They didn't know. But you but you leave the ball in their court at all times, and that's what I should have done more of with my wife and and to be frank with every other person men especially good ones and i consider myself one we always try to jump in and help with a solution our intentions are so good then we're trying to help a lot of times it's not received that way it's pushy it's controlling it's it's a lot of things that get you poor treatment from your wife and because she feels like she's actually being treated poorly so it's just that those are just some of the things that i learned you know being a husband and just I think if I would have constantly tried my best to treat my wife like a one-year-old um and I'm even thinking that this might be more of a derogatory statement saying treat her like a one-year-old because it's like treat her like someone that doesn't understand but that's really what I'm trying to say I have to treat her like she doesn't understand what I'm saying or she can't understand what I'm saying even though she can understand I know that it's just the way that my wife typically reacts to things it's as if she doesn't fully understand all of what i'm trying to say or all of where i'm coming from like getting a car what i'm trying to say is hey the accord is a very basic car so is the ford fusion if you're going to buy a basic car that is reliable and money is an issue maybe you should buy the fusion That's really what I'm trying to say. And I'm saying that by using facts. I'm saying that by using the fact of they have 0% financing versus the Accord that doesn't. The Fusion is um, five grand less. 
So you're going to be saving so much more money ultimately on the purchase at the outset. And you're going to be saving more money over the length of the loan because of the lack of interest paid. Done. That's really what I'm saying. But what a woman here, what my wife hears is you are judging my decision to get an accord as bad, wrong, or dumb. And that's what I mean by treating her as a one-year-old. She just doesn't understand what I'm trying to say, no matter how I explain it. So I got to treat you like that. You want to get an accord? Cool. What kind? Wow. How much? Ooh, that seems expensive, but not like, ooh, mm -mm, that's expensive. See that little, mm -mm, that's expensive. I disapprove. It's like, don't do that. A one-year-old does not want to feel like you disapprove of them. They don't want to feel that. They don't want to feel that they've done something that it doesn't carry good favor. Like if the one-year-old brings you like their piece of shit drawing where they fucking like can barely hold the fucking crayon. And it looks like they fucking took the crayon and tried their best to fucking murder the paper that the, that they were drawing on. And it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, is this the Texas Chainsaw Massacre or their fucking stick figure looks like somebody just like spit on the paper and like smeared it around with their elbow or something. It's like, Jesus, this kid's like fucking talentless. Like you're, you're almost wondering if the kid is like on, like seriously, like, I'm not trying to make a joke. Like, is your kid like on a spectrum? Like, do they get it? Actually, a kid on a spectrum is probably like killing it. The kid on the spectrum is probably like drawing like fucking Van Gogh or something like while they're fucking one. But, you know, you look at your kid's drawing, and you're like, geez, did he draw with his foot? Like, I mean, is his finger paints like this is horrible. And you see him holding a color pencil and you're like, Jesus, what the fuck did you do? You murdered this fucking drawing. This is terrible. Is this supposed to be a stick figure? It looks like boogie smears. It's so horrible. But what do you do when they show you that fucking picture? You say, oh, look at that. That's amazing. What is it? Oh, you do all that shit because you want to hype up the one-year-old, make them feel good. You don't want them walking away from this exchange feeling badly. And that is really what I've been meaning and what I've been trying to say. You never, ever, ever want your wife to feel badly. And you have to do things to never make her feel badly like you would a very, very young child, a one-year-old. Sorry, just the advice I got. Take it or leave it. And it's, in my experiment so far, it's working for me. But I don't want to do that shit. I don't want to live like that. I really do want a mature, equal partner that is rational, that thinks things through, that isn't emotional, that can just hear my words and just take my words for what they are, not ascribe things to them. Oh, you're judging me. I'm not. I said that, you know, I mean, the course of the cars is just, I'm just talking about the money side of it. Well, it didn't sound like it. Well, bitch, I fucking said nothing but money and facts and figures. What the fuck do you mean? I didn't say it, but then I got defensive too. And then I started barking back. And now one year old is feeling like they were judged. Their decision was wrong or bad. The one year old is feeling condemned now. The one year old is feeling a billion things. All of them horrible. That's what the one year old is feeling. So, done and done. The one year old doesn't want to come around you anymore. They just look at you funny from across the room. You say, come here. You put your arms out like you want to hug. And they're like, I remember that shit you did before. I don't want any parts of you. Your intention doesn't matter to a one year old. Your intentions don't matter. I found to, to my wife, they don't matter. But what I say and how I make her feel does matter. 
like principally. And that does limit what I can say to her. I can't say certain facts to my wife because she will feel bad having those thoughts brought up. So since that's the case, since she will feel bad at those thoughts, if they're brought up, then that's it. That that means that means that in that with those facts, I can never bring them up to her. I can't. Well, you could always try to find a way to bring them up to her. Yeah, I could. But what if I pick the wrong way, which I have done? What if I continue to pick the wrong way? What if every way is the wrong way and she just cannot take any criticism or she cannot, not even constructive. She can't take any input. Then what am I doing this for? I am in a conversation struggle sort of relationship. It is literally a one way street. There is no getting better. There's this is no done. So as it stands now, I think I've cracked the code. I'm going to continue with the experiment of treating my wife like a one year old. What the fuck do I want to be married to a one year old for? Still want a divorce. Wow. That was the Divorce Diaries podcast. The Daily Saga will continue tomorrow. The full season's episodes are on Patreon now. Subscribe for early access. Click the Patreon link in the description. Hopefully these entries help our anonymous recorder as a form of his own personal therapy. That's his hope and his intention. Will these recordings of life's curveballs lead this family to the best resolution in the end? We'll keep listening. New episodes are released daily on all podcast players, but all episodes are available on Patreon at Divorce Diaries Podcast Patreon page. Until next time.